Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise. You're listening to Dave Frere's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes, I can. Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and that you're a mighty and you're an awesome God. And we thank you for who you are, God. And we ask that you keep our listeners and our partners, God, and you bring more, God, and you bring what it is you would have for us, God, and that your will for this ministry will be fulfilled, God, and it will come to pass quickly, God. We just thank you for what you're doing through in and through us, God, and that we're able to gather together in the mornings for our morning Bible study, God. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're continuing with Daniel chapter 4. And in that, can I get a volunteer to read from verse 28 through the end of the chapter? I will. All right, Layla. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built from a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird's claws. And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his his ways justice, and those who put, oh, sorry, and those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow, was right. And amen. Yes. All right, what is the Holy Spirit ministering to each of you? I kind of found it interesting with Nebuchadnezzar that kind of like he was walking through the palace and being haughty and going, is this not Babylon that I've built? Like going... I did this with my own 
two hands. Mm-hmm. And that the Lord was using he he turned Nebuchadnezzar into a beast like thingy <laughs> to both save him and keep his other people to save him from something worse happening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because as you can see in verse 30, verse 36 to the end of the chapter, that whole section that it Nebuchadnezzar saying, I now worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, so absolutely. What you say is 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 correct, sir. A couple things I want to build on, right? In the first few verses, Nebuchadnezzar, after being told uh, the interpretation of the dream by through by the Lord through Daniel, mm-hmm. right? What was his statement and his confession? Is this not Babylon that I built for my royal dwelling by my mighty power and by the and for the honor of my majesty? Mm. So you see pride and anger, right? Thinking that he had done this for himself, by himself, not acknowledging the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 31, while the word was still in his mouth. In other words, while he was still speaking, a voice came from heaven mm-hmm. and spoke directly to him. The exact thing that was just spoken to him that he first saw in the dream. Yeah? Yes. And it says he had 12 months to repent. A whole year. But did not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because he was advised, said, uh, back up to verse 27, Daniel said, Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous. And your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. So clearly God is going, he always, his desire is always and will always be mercy. Absolutely. Because that's who he is, showing he is merciful. He gives us time and opportunity to come back in alignment. The length of that time Mm -hmm. is determined by the Lord. Yep. Yes, indeed. We don't know the exact situation that, Nebuchadnezzar was in when he spoke these words. But the fact that at some point, a year after receiving this warning, mm-hmm. these things came to pass. Yep. He didn't take it to heart clearly and exactly. continue and persisted in the, the way that he was going in before his, 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 pre, his trajectory that he was already on, that God was saying, hey, don't go out there. Come on back, son. Honor the Lord. Um. Absolutely. And there's another thing I I do want to point out in this, because it is significant, right? From verse 34 to the end of the chapter. Mm -hmm. What is Nebuchadnezzar doing? Honoring the Lord, truly now. Praising, extolling the Lord, Mm -hmm. acknowledging who he is, putting him, the Lord, 
in his rightful place. That's right. No mention of false gods. None. Mm-hmm. But actually even warns against those who walk in pride. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay. But now, so and I'll bring this up because we talked about this chapter and how, if we go turn to the beginning of the chapter, right? Well, I'm going to read a, a part of the end, right? Talking about the Lord, he says, this verse 34, His dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. The inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say, what have you done? Right? You see his, as we talked about, the Lord's sovereignty, where Nebuchadnezzar acknowledges the Lord's sovereignty, his omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence. Mm -hmm. Right? All in this one thing. But then let's look at the wording at the end of chapter 4. And let's compare it, contrast it, if you will, with the words at the beginning of the chapter. Okay? The first three verses... Can I get a volunteer to read those again? Go ahead, Layla. The beginning of chapter 4? Yes. <coughs> oh. Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are his signs, and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Okay. Let's look at just those three verses. Do they sound more like the words or verbiage used at the end of the chapter? Or that it continues from the end of chapter 3 where, yes, he is praising the Lord, but even in... It's very, it's, it sounds different, does it not? Yes. And there's he's not, as we pointed out, upset with what's happening, but this sounds more like a letter, like he's writing this after the fact, after these events have taken place. Mm-hmm. Recounting, giving the details, testifying of the Lord, of his goodness, of his mercy, mm-hmm. and his compassion, that he had the grace he gave Nebuchadnezzar. And attesting to the fact that he is king. Yes. God is king alone. And let's let's look at this, right? He's writing to all the people under his kingdom and all the kingdoms of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the whole earth was saying, Peace be multiplied to you. Didn't Daniel address that same thing? Hey, why don't you give to the poor of the land? Right? Actually be righteous. Mm-hmm. And then also give to the poor of the land, and maybe the Lord will increase your prosperity. At the beginning, does that not sound exactly like that's what he's doing now? Does it not sound similar to how Paul writes and begins many of his letters or ends his letters? Yes. He gives that introduction, and many times mm-hmm. he says, grace or grace and peace to you. Mm-hmm. You see there's a difference now that's happened. Mm-hmm. At the end of all these trials, uh, and by trials I mean the consequences 
of sin, of pride, of serving himself or inserting himself in the place of God rather than just humbling himself and submitting to the Lord, allowing the Lord to be God in his life and in all the earth. Mm-hmm. Do you see the, the marked, distinguishable change in difference? It is significant and it's important. You don't, up, up to previous chapters or up until this point, up until chapter 4, it constantly writes about how he's filled with rage and fury at the uh, receiving of a dream or the interpretation of that dream, right? Of people standing against him or how he felt people were standing against him, which in the reality was they just would not violate or defile themselves before the Lord God. But you don't have that in this chapter. That fury, that rage, that anger, those emotions are not really displayed here. This is just factual sequence, order of events. These things happened. Mm. He's writing so that we, well, all nations, peoples, from all languages would know. But that, So that we would know. So that we can learn from this. And, and apply, I'll say, the Lord to our lives. By that I mean walk in his ways, his nature, his character, mm-hmm. being holy, being righteous, because the Lord is holy. He is righteous. He is just. Not giving an error or perception, a facade of righteousness, but actually walking in the Lord. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tyler, did you have something? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Did you notice in verse 34, it said, at the end of the time, mm-hmm. but even um, even in um, verse 23 of the, the previous devotional, it's talking about, and seven times shall pass over you till you know the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. You know, we say to you guys, oftentimes, everyone receives the same amount of love. It just depends on, you determine how you experience it, right? Yes. We give you all basically the same opportunities, but it, it you determine what you do with it, right? Yes. So, you know, God was, it, it, it touched my heart and, and also brought me joy to see God telling him, I know what you're going to choose at the end. Yes, son, you take a little bit of hard knocks, but I'll get you back at the end. And it's going to take you seven times to look up and come truly come to yourself and understand what I'm saying to you, right? But he didn't, you know, like when you look at what it means times, it says perhaps possibly years. That was a time that God said, I know what it is. Uh-huh. And you'll figure it out as you go along. But I know that you're coming back to me. And then when Nebuchadnezzar recognizes it, it's just the time that it took him to honor the Lord. And, you know, you can see him as he's turning into an oxen bird thingy, as you call it. A beast beast thingy. Yes. That was good. I enjoyed that. As he's turning into that, can you imagine as a human, he probably went through a whole cycle of grief, blaming God, angry with God. He lived his life in wrath. And anger, as we just talked about. Um, and he lived his life by consulting 
and delving into witchcraft and um, demonic activities. Yes, soothsayers and yes, that's that's who they astronomers, were. astrologers, and you know, everybody like, else. I think yes. I, I brought this up. He sampled and tasted every kind of God and way of doing things without actually coming to the one who is the true and living God. Many kings that were in Israel, when they consulted other things, didn't God meet them with a prophet and say, is it because there's no God in Israel? You've gone to Baal? Is it because, right? So saying you should have come to God first and only and dealt with that. But in that process of him being a human, the time it took for him to come back and look up, and then he finally said, oh, I hear you, Lord. It's not your fault that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I brought this upon myself. Exactly. I opened the door to this. I dabbled in these things. When you came to me kindly and gently, you held out your hand to me, knocked on the door of my heart, but I persisted and insisted. And God, I, honestly, you've saved my life. But he just took the time that it took. Some of us go, oh, bump my head. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go quietly and quickly repent. Other people have to go through hard times. And it's not because God sends them through those hard times, but it's because it's their choice. Have you seen that in your own life? Yes. Oh, Layla, don't, <laughs> don't sound so dry. <laughs> said with say such that. sorrow. Like, oh, <laughs> right. man. Right? The opportunities before you choose life. But, but that's what the Lord says to each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Choose life, that it may be well with you mm-hmm. and your children, or the future generations. Mm-hmm. Choose life. And, you know, I just, I love the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting the enemy have him, which he very well could have, because at this point, his pride, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, Give the enemy an open door into the life of the human being. God could have just allowed that pride to raise up to such a level that it was full and it just brought forth swift swift destruction, right? When he said, like, the sin of of the Amorites is not yet full, he could have allowed that to happen because this is what Nebuchadnezzar wanted in his actions. But the mercy of God prevailed and he allowed his mercy to be shown, even though he went kicking and screaming. He, you know, he had to take it the, the hard way, the oxen bird thingy way. And <laughs> but God had mercy on him, and he was still able to receive the mercy of God. You know, I, me personally, I prefer to do it. Just, just tell quietly. me, Lord. <laughs> just tell me, Lord. I'll go. I'll go quietly yeah. the first time. But that's after I did go through some hard knocks. I didn't enjoy the the oxen thing, but I had some hard some hard times of wilderness and everything else. So at this point now I've learned like, okay, nope, that's okay. Just tell me God and I'll, I'll, we'll do it. We'll come into alignment with it. Exactly. Not going to argue with you. So, you know, I just love the compassion and the mercy of our heavenly father here. And I love the, the reconciliation that Nebuchadnezzar does take to yield and praise the Lord, because there are people that have died cursing God refusing to turn and repent and take his mercy. So that's all I want to say about that for now. Go ahead, Layla. On the point that you brought up that um, 
the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life gives the enemy um, a doorway to work in a person's life. Mm-hmm. It reminded me first of Deuteronomy 8, mm-hmm. 17 through 18. Okay. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, mm-hmm. that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Mm-hmm. Amen. So a sum up of those two verses is, Make sure you you stay you humble underneath the Lord's hand. Mm-hmm. Make sure you remember who it is truly with the power. Amen. It's not you. Mm-hmm. Amen. What happens when you don't? Let's let's take a stop by Job, chapter forty one, verse thirty four. He beholds every high thing. He is king over all the children of pride. Well, that's talking mm-hmm. about Leviathan or the devil. The devil, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, of of course. you cannot serve two masters. That's right. Right. So he takes them into a snare, basically, when they engage in that prideful behavior and that lifestyle of pride, and then they're in this destruction. But when you, what you also see is Nebuchadnezzar going, well, wait a second. Hold up. King is over all, King Jesus, God is king over all of them. So even though the, the enemy becomes an ensnarer and guides them into death, leads them and just like, okay, now, now your punishment is here because you've sown all this. Now I have access to your soul. I'm going to kill you, et cetera, et cetera. God still has um, the sovereignty over the enemy. The enemy can't do anything. He can't mm-hmm. outsmart God. He can't overrule God. God is a just God and a God of laws, spiritual laws and rules that he set in place by his own word. Because he is sovereign, governing laws, if you will, but he also knows the superseding laws. So, yes, God said, okay, if you enact in these things, this is the result of that. And the enemy is like, yeah, I'm going to get them and take them there. But God still says, hey, I, even I, have put the enemy in his place. Exactly. And he does not overrule. Hence, when the devil said, I'm going to ascend into the mountain of the Most High, I'm going to be like God, I'm going to sit on the throne, I'm going to do this, God swiftly Kicked him out of heaven. And Jesus said, and I saw Satan fall like lightning. Mm-hmm. And his destiny has already been assured. The lake of fire is waiting for him. Right? Yes. Okay. So God is not being overruled by anyone. Also, with Nebuchadnezzar taking all these false gods unto himself, humans... You may pretend all you want, but you know that you took your your, um, knife out there and you whittled that little statue out of a piece of wood. It didn't Mm -hmm. whittle itself. And you can lie and try to convince yourself that it's the truth, but in you, you still know that it's not. So although he was consulting all these false gods and interacting with these devils, he still knew and used that it wasn't right, and he used it as a way to exalt himself. So now you can go back and go, well, I'm really God because... I know that's a tree out there. That tree didn't bring me any victory. I did it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a means of self-delusion, but also a means that you can take to try to take um, glory to yourself. Of course, the stick didn't save me. When has a stick ever saved anyone? Never. So then he could honor himself. Mm-hmm. But when you have to acknowledge God, you have to give the glory to him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Does anybody else have anything they want to discuss on that? No. Yes. All right, yes. Layla, what else? Okay. And on that point that you made about how Satan tries to use pride to gain access to a person's life, mm-hmm. verses 28 through 30 says... Oh. Daniel 4? Yes. Okay. Daniel chapter 4. It says, All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? You. All right. Just to break this down spiritually, to, to get you to understand this point. Palaces are big, usually, unless you've got a not-so-palacey palace. But there well, it wouldn't be a palace. No, it wouldn't <laughs> be a house. <laughs> but, he's, but he's taking them through this palace, and King Nebuchadnezzar is looking around and going, man, look at, look at how good I am. Look at all my power. Well, I don't know about that, right? Because we don't know. We weren't there. We did know it was 12 months later. Mm-hmm. We don't know the the... Situation, circumstance, or context that he uttered this statement, which clearly came from within, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not what what goes into a man of defilement is what comes out. comes out, and what came out was this statement and confession of which demonstrated clearly pride and arrogance. Yes, and well, you see that. So I say just to, you know, mm-hmm. rein it in a little bit. All right, let's let's speak accurately. He was walking around the royal palace of Babylon when he said it in verse 29, the end of 12 months. And what you see here is sort of like what Satan did with Jesus. He took him up to the high mountain and showed him all this glory and splendor and said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll, I'll give this all to you. Of course, we all know he was lying. but. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that with Nebuchadnezzar. He's looking at all his splendor and his glory and saying, look at what I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Satan does. He tries to take you through, through the earth, if you will, making air quotes. I know you can't see me. And show you all the splendor and glory. And goes, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give it unto you. One, don't fall for that trick because he's a liar. And two, God can give you much more than what Satan's trying to offer to you. So... I just encourage you to stay and walk with God. Don't deviate from experience. I've tried snatching for myself, and um, that didn't work out too well. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that the Lord makes rich. And, and adds no sorrow with it. Okay. So when God gives a gift, he doesn't give it with strings attached. Right. And you see that demonstrated here, right? Yes. The Lord... Sets kings up and he takes them down. Right, that scripture says that. But then he also, the Lord fulfilled the entirety of his word, that he would hold his kingdom for him. Yes, he did. For when he returned to the Lord and acknowledged who God is. Mm -hmm. Right, and you see that. And Nebuchadnezzar states that in 36. The same time his reason returned to him, that he for the glory of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. Right? The Lord allowed this, just like he said he would. Mm-hmm. Honor and splendor returned, counselors and nobles, and he was restored to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And majesty was added to him. 
more than what all he these things had. that people exactly, but all these things that people in the natural seek for themselves, mm-hmm. and all of it comes from the Lord. All of it. We need to first acknowledge the Lord, and not just so we can get stuff, but truly let Him rule and reign in our hearts and in every area and aspect of our life. Right. It first comes with a relationship, though. That's that's the only way to truly come into the Lord. It's through Jesus, the work he did on the cross. Right? Yes. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's no other way around it. Right? Even in the dream, in the interpretation of the dream, Daniel stated to Nebuchadnezzar, it's you that's the giant tree. And your branches, the tree has grown, right? you have grown, and it's filled the, the whole earth and reached into heaven. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like the, the Tower of Babel? Mm-hmm. I'll ascend into heaven. I'll do it another way. We'll just build our way up there. Not coming through the Lord. Yes. Same, same. The Lord is the only way. You're trying to get to his heaven. Mm-hmm. We've got to do things his way. Nebuchadnezzar doesn't have heaven for you to go to. Or anyone else. It's the Lord's. Earth and everything therein is the Lord's. So we have to first start with Him and coming into a true, a right relationship. Not just looking for what the Lord can do and benefit and bless us. He seeks to do those things as well. But you see throughout, even just here in the book of Daniel that we've been going over, especially for those who follow and seek the Lord. Right? Especially for those that determine to stay clean, to stay holy, and before the Lord. To walk in His ways. Not just know His deeds, right? His acts, His actions, right? Yes. Like was said about the children in the wilderness. But like Daniel and many others, they sought to know the Lord's ways. Wow. Nebuchadnezzar was able to share testimony. Exactly. It's what he was doing in this mm-hmm. this letter, if you will, this this chapter. Here are the facts. And he is testifying of the Lord of his goodness. All right. Kylie, you have something you want to share? Um, yes. The Lord placed it on my heart to talk a little bit about salvation and because we've been reading a lot about Nebuchadnezzar and the Lord humbling and speaking to Nebuchadnezzar and getting him to fully comprehend who God really is and to fully accept him as his God and not have any other gods before him. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And um, Sorry, one second. So 
I want to start with the question first, what is salvation? Salvation is the acceptance of Jesus Christ coming to live in your heart and to dwell in you, and it's the communion between the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus in yourself. Um, he, you can only have God as your only God. If you have anyone else before you, like how Nebuchadnezzar had other gods, he still had other gods, that's not truly worshiping God, and that's not receiving your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, then I want to kind of transition into why we need salvation. Okay. Were you going to say something? One important on? factor is in salvation is to believe. Yes, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That he's Lord, but also that he came in a human body. Yes. That he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. That he was, in fact, buried. And he was resurrected on the third day. And it is his blood that covers and blots out your sins and not just cover it to leave it under a blanket somewhere or a a rug, a pile of dirt, but his blood totally obliterates our sin and makes us able to come into right relationship with our heavenly father to have the communion that you spoke of earlier. Okay. Go ahead, sweetheart. Um, So we're going to transition into why we need salvation. Jesus says in Matthew chapter Dad, what chapter was it again? It's was what? <laughs> Jesus said says. <laughs> he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get John. to the Father. John. Um, excuse me. 14.6. But that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can get to the Father except through him. There is no other way for you to get to heaven. You can't jump the fence and try to get there. You can't, like in the Tower, tower of Babel, you can't build your way to heaven. Mm-hmm. No amount of works or great acts or how kind you are, mm-hmm. you cannot get to heaven without first accepting Jesus Christ. And that's an important factor that we understand, and especially in today's society, that we comprehend that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the only one, the only one that can give you the true joy and the fulfillment that you're seeking. Everything else is fleeting and temporary. Mm-hmm. You're happy one day and sad the other. And if you try to heap all these treasures up for yourself in earth, the earth, you're going to be left with nothing. And you're going to be sorely mistaken when you think you're going to go to heaven in the end. And not to say that the Lord is condemning you. That's not the Father at all. His wish and desire is that no one perish. It says so in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that's who, that for whoever believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. That's the Lord's desire, to have everyone, and for everyone to come into a a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and to tap into the salvation that God is already extending and to have everything he wishes to give you, Mm -hmm. not to shrink back or settle for less. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go find a bargain deal. You can have Mm -hmm. it all. Jesus is... Yes, he is. And God is not offended with people having money. Nebuchadnezzar was a wealthy mm-hmm. king, but God wanted to be God. God is the one who gave him that opportunity, and he wanted Nebuchadnezzar to serve him and acknowledge him fully and truly. Yes. So the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil, and he cautions us for the rich people to own. If you, it's okay if you're rich, but be also rich towards God. 
Uh-huh. And the one who should be wary is the one who just has the money but is lacking the relationship with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly ahead, like you're saying. The Lord does not wish for you to have nothing, to give all your stuff away, and to be Truly. poor. He gave Nebuchadnezzar more, more majesty. Right? Exactly. And he, he repeatedly says throughout Scripture that first seek wisdom in God's kingdom, and mm-hmm. everything will be added unto you. That's right. And the Lord gave David wealth and he made Solomon seem extremely rich and That's even right. when the children were coming out of Egypt he plundered Egypt and gave mm-hmm. it to them paid them for the 400 years that they were slaves That's right Okay what else you got honey And If the Lord is tugging on your heart and you have that sense of you have that little tug on your heart Mm-hmm. and you hear the small, quiet voice, go ahead and say, yes, Lord, and to come into a relationship with God and go ahead and give it to God, submit it to him. You don't have to carry that any longer. We welcome mm-hmm. you to the family, and the Lord loves you, and we love you, mm-hmm. and we'll go ahead and pray with you right now in your name. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and we thank you that you're a loving God and that you have grace, and that you love us so much that you sent your only begotten Son, God, and that you died on the cross and you rose again for us, God, and that you died once for all our sins, God. And when we come and confess before you, God, that you're faithful to forget all our sins and throw it into the sea of forgetfulness, God. We just humble ourselves before you, God, and declare you to be the King and the only King in our life, God, and... We ask that you show yourself strong on behalf, on our behalf, God, and that you continue to move in our lives, and we submit to you so we can hear you more and less of us, God. We only want you to be in our life, God. We declare you a faithful king, God, and that you're righteous and you're just, God. You know what it is we desire, God, and before we sought thought, sought, or tried to call you, God. You called us first, and you first loved us. We just thank you for your love, God, and we ask that you pour your love out for our listeners and our new family members with the new body of Christ, God. We ask that you saturate them, God, and that you fill them with your Holy Spirit, that they are made aware of your love, Mm -hmm. the unconditional love you have for them, God, Mm -hmm. that despite whatever they may have done, that you still love them, and you clean them up and present them to you, white as snow, God. Mm -hmm. We ask that you cleanse their consciousness from all their dead works, God. And we just thank you for doing all that you said you would, God, and for bringing them into you, God. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer with us in sincerity and you asked Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord and Master of your life, you are saved. Amen. Welcome to the body of Christ. We're so happy to have you. We're so happy that you're here, and we bless God, glorify him, and honor him for your new relationship with him. Absolutely. If you prayed that prayer and you're, you need more information on what do you do now that you're saved, please reach out and email us at adayofprayer at yahoo.com, and we'll be happy to send that information out with you as well as extend an, a relationship to you to help coach you through the 
than being a new member of the body of Christ and your walk in salvation. We look forward to hearing from you, and we know that God is blessing you and guiding your life, and we're just thankful for you. So we are continuing to pray for each and every one of you, that you would grow into the fullness of the knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. not just about him, but who he is, the full measure, the stature, maturing in him. So we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.